0: Let's stay standing. Let's quickly pray. Jesus, thank You that we could enter into Your presence with thanks and praise. God, You say as we do that, we enter through the gates and then into the throne room. And even as we've drawn close to You, thank You that You draw close to us. And in this moment of being close to You, we ask that You transform us, that You touch our life, um, that um, You make us brand new. God, we submit to you now. We want to do your will. We resist the devil. We thank you that he has to flee. Pray hedge your protection around us and our children. Pray in this hedge of protection that you'd minister to us, uh, direct our life, and you'd also bring salvation into our life. God, if we are without hope, would you knock on the door of our heart so we can receive you as our Savior. In Jesus' name. And everyone believed it said? Amen. Amen. You guys can take your seats. Good morning, everyone. You're enjoying this uh, winter's morning. Um, it's it's uh, like quite a quick change in weather. Hey, like it was, I thought it would be like May time, uh, a bit later in the month, but I'm sure we'll get a few warmer days. But but I'm praying that our catchment areas in the city um, get a lot of water, that our city's blessed. Amen. And then also as a city and as a church, we can make sure um, our city stays warm as well. So we, we make sure uh, people who are going to, sort of be stuck in the rain in any way or where they're living, they're going to be affected by the rain, that that as a city, as a church, we can take care of them. So let's try to make the most. If you see opportunity to be generous in the colder season, blankets, clothing, I encourage you to make the most of that opportunity, not to, to miss out on that. So we're doing um, a brand new series, but before I get into it, remember just to remind you guys that we're dedicating children. We're doing child dedications next week, Sunday. So if you would like to... Uh, dedicate your child, you can go to our website to sign up, or you can use the Next Step card in the seat cover in front of you, or if you're in the front row under your chair. But uh, I encourage you to um, use that card, sign up, and and yeah. Uh, when we do dedicate your children, we, we stand with you, we pray with you. Um, scripture says that, that parents should teach their children, um, impress they need to love God, uh, they need to live for God, and they impress that upon their children. That's not forced. A simple way of thinking about it is you need to impress your child with your faith. They need to see that you can turn to God when it's hard, you can trust God, pray to God, and when it's good, you can praise God. And they'll start to see that they can also trust God no matter what the season. And um, yeah, even as you dedicate your child to God, you are dedicating your child to God's plan. So you're taking it up a level. You might have a plan for your child. But God's got an even greater plan, and you're partnering with God now as you raise your child. So we're going to celebrate with you. That's next, Sunday, next week Sunday. Sign up for that. And it's also View Group Sunday. What we want to aim to do this Sunday is make it a bit easier for anyone who wants to find out more about View Group or get connected to one. So all you need to do is go to the red banner outside, and then you can find out more or get connected to a View Group. So I encourage you to do that. So last week, we kicked off a brand-new series What's the wise thing to do? And we used a question that Andy Stanley asked, based on my past experience, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? And everyone, when they start to ask that question, we believe it's going to help you stay away from some major regrets. If you are walking in the direction of a major regret, hopefully you can actually use these questions and actually change that direction. But based on your future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? See, we need to ask ourselves these questions because we don't want to trade what we want most for what we want in the moment. And we are living in a world uh, where people trade what they want most for what they want in the moment. They, they give into their fleshy desires, um, into habits, um, and maybe even addictions where you, you've opened a door and, and you are stuck in that. We want to encourage you to change your direction, get help. Get into a circle, um, get into God's Word, but but you need to change that direction because if you're walking down that road, um, you are going to end up at a certain destination. So you need to know that. While you might not be experiencing the results of the bad decisions now, when they do come about, when they do come to light, some of those decisions you'll probably regret the rest of your life. And you'll live with the side effects. And Scripture says those who apply God's word, they build their house on a rock. Uh, but, of course, guys and girls who don't apply God's word, they, they build their life with inferior uh, um, um, material. And they build it on sand. And it says when the storm comes. So you might be in a summer season. A storm has not come. And you haven't, your decisions haven't been exposed. Um, how you're building hasn't been exposed. But, but you and I, when we ask the right questions, we can almost expose the materials. And because the, the thing is, one day we will stand before God and, and what we built with will be tested. And, and so rather start to build well, build wisely now, than, than actually face that fire where what was straw, what was, not, what was not the proper material burns away. You and I need to be building with in a wise way, so if you are currently making unwise relational decisions, you're moving towards relational regrets. If you, you're making unwise financial decisions, you're moving towards financial regret, and, and so wisdom saves you from regret. So, today I want to quickly deal with a, a question which is a common question which I asked, um, when I between the age of well, even from 17. Already, I asked it way more. It was it was high on my agenda from the age of seventeen all the way to about twenty, just before I turned twenty-two. I asked, "What is God's will for my life?" So, how do I know what God wants? God's uh, what's God's will for my life? Anyone ever asked that question? No one. (laughs) You're the only one, Andre. We all know that. I don't know why you're talking about it, but anyway. But I'm going to let you in on my struggles. Anyway. See, the key thing is you and I need to make decisions. So we start to ask this question. See, decisions matter. Decisions we make today determine stories we tell. And uh, what you do today determines. Your tomorrow. John Maxwell says it, you know, your today determines tomorrow. And, and a lot of us are living, you know, one day when, and and this is my goal. No, well, well, you know how to reach that goal? Well, you decide today. Whatever you do today determines your tomorrow. And a lot of us go, well, it's not a big deal, I'll sort it out tomorrow. Well, well what are you doing today? Well, I'm just gonna do these things. Well, that affects your tomorrow. Um, so so you need to make good decisions today. And a lot of us want to reach God's will for our life, so 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 we actually. Need to make decisions today that help us walk in that direction. See, you and I can also end up making decisions on temporary emotions. We have a tendency to make decisions that affect us. Um, we have a tendency to make decisions that affect us longer. Um, um, sorry, we we make decisions that um, have maybe temporary results right now, but they end up being negatively affecting us in the future. So we need to make decisions um, that are wise. But it can be stressful. The reason why it's stressful is because we, number one, are overwhelmed with choices. Anyone ever turned on Netflix? And just try to decide. You haven't had a plan. Come on, you haven't decided what you're going to watch. So you're going to try to look at the top 10. You're going to try to, like, you're going to put on Facebook any good shows on Netflix. Then you're going to come on anyone being there. Then you look at the top 10 movies. You might have Amazon Prime. Uh, you might have DSTV. And you spend the night looking for a show and you don't choose anything. You go to bed frustrated, empty, and alone. <laughs> um, What's the reason? You're overwhelmed with choice. And and what was seemed to be such a blessing, if we could just have more choice, takes you away from making one. <laughs> so you don't make a choice. So you don't get to build anything, enjoy anything, go on a journey and you're just a an lonely person who hasn't binge-watched anything. Anyway, binge-watching isn't that wise, but let's face it, some of us always find that show. Of course, my favorite thing is sports documentaries um, and home renovations. Those are my favorite. Like, that's my downtime. I can look at property websites, home renovations, and sports all the time. That's my, like, downtime. Now, everyone, you're nuts. But anyway, but I, I dig it. Uh, but but if I can find it— but. The, the thing is, it's when you don't know, like the, the choices, there's too much and, and, and we, we panic and freeze. You're not panic at home, but but I'm saying outside of that, that, that choice of a TV show, a, a lot of us are panicking and freezing. Um, we got too much choice and we don't know what the next step is the other reason we don't make good decisions or we end up not making a decision is we're afraid of making the wrong choice. And I think that's pretty normal. We say, I don't want to miss out on God's will. And so maybe you're going, you know, I need to choose a school for my child, and but I need to know the perfect school for my child. Or, or I need to decide, get step into another job, but I, but I need the perfect job, you know, before I do it. Or I, I need to start a business. And it needs to be the perfect. So you end up Always talking. Anyone ever met somebody who's always got a business plan that they've never implemented but spoken about for years? You know what I mean? And then one day, I'm like, that's like, like today. Like make that one day today. Like just start now. Try something. Step out the boat. Take a risk. See what happens. But you need to move. But, but of course, because we want the perfect thing, we don't move. And so we try to make the perfect decision. So we make no decision, which is a bad decision. Because you must then, even when you don't make a decision, you've already made a decision. Like, I, I, what have you decided? Well, I'm, I'm, I just have not decided yet. Well, that's your decision, you know. Because to, today, you mean today is it today? So, so you've just decided not to make a decision today. You need to make one. The other reason um, we let emotions overrule logic. Um, we, we get emotional about it, and we spend too much time analyzing it. and and so, yeah, so one of the best ways to live forward, um, to live for God, is to decide before those moments show up. You need to make some decisions um, that keep you moving. Like, like for instance, when I was um, when I was uh, trying to seek God's will for my life, the one thing I did was I luckily had people who encouraged me. Just go get a job. What job? Any job. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it to the glory of God. That's a lot of people are actually waiting for the perfect job, but, but they are missing out because they're not doing a job. You know what I mean? like, like David gets anointed as king. You know what he does? He doesn't go to Kingstown or Queenstown to study, to be a king. He goes back to the shepherd field and carries on doing exactly what he was doing with all his might unto the Lord. Fighting the lion and he did little did he know that in that field when he fought the lion and bear, he'd be the best place to prepare to fight Goliath, and that that would be the catalyst for the next big thing. And a lot of us are missing the, those moments of prep because we don't want to just start working with whatever door opens for us. So, you know, you need to predecide whatever my hand, I'm gonna look for work because the best way to prepare for. That job you feel called to is to do the job that God gives you right now. That's the best way. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And 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 that's the thing I too, already decide. I'm going to serve God and I'm going to serve the church. I'm going to serve in the house. And little did I know that I was actually called to serve in this house. And um, But at 22, I prayed it. I prayed it from 18, 19, 20, 21. Um, I prayed four years straight. I used to be, it was my prayer list. I'd wake up pray, and then my first thing, God, like one of the, the prayer I prayed every day was, God, I really want to do your will. But, but I didn't get caught up in, in the lack of clarity. I didn't know exactly what God's will for my life is. Actually, I never realized I was actually living in God's will for my life because God's will for my life was to do all things unto Him, <laughs> it was to give Him glory, to put Him first, to, to make the most of the opportunity. And you have to really decide, that's what I'm going to do. Every day is an opportunity to serve God. Wherever you are right now, you have an opportunity to serve God. If you if you got a job, you've got an opportunity to serve God. If you're looking for a job, look for that job. Go to interviews and do it to the best of your ability. You've got an opportunity to serve God. If you are a mom of children, you've got an opportunity to honor God by raising them. They reckon that's one of the most significant things you'll ever do in your life is not reaching your destiny but helping somebody else reach theirs. And 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 so do it unto the glory of God. Like do that thing, that opportunity, heaven. You have to decide. I'm going to do whatever my hand finds to do. I'm going to do it with all my might to the glory of God. Of course, even as you are doing this, um, uh, don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. Um, you, you need to actually have some friends, and 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 so one of the simple ways to stay away from that is is yeah. you, you need to take time. To make the right. If you are getting emotional, spend time with God. Like I've had to already decide, the key thing I'm going to do in my life is I'm always going to position myself to have a relation with God and to be led by the Holy Spirit. So what I do is I know I'm more spiritual than I'm physical. So so every year um, I, I go on a journey in the church we do it together, and my wife and I we do a 21 day fast. Yes, we do Daniel for 14 days, seven day full fast. Middle of the year. Coming up July, we'll do another seven days. I'll have to do other three-day fasts. But for me, I feed my flesh, but it's more important to feed my spirit. And, and I need to let my spirit man be the leader, the Holy Spirit, not my flesh. So, and, and I also go for walks. I pray. And I take time, moments to be silent. I take time to hear from God. I'm actually tuning in. I find that I'm fine-tuned. Sometimes I'm not even fasting about a certain decision. I'm fasting to draw close to Him so He can draw close to me. Because there'll be moments where I need to be led by the Spirit, and I've tuned into the Holy Spirit's leading. So, so I take time. I don't let my emotions rule me. I don't let my flesh rule me. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. And yes, I'm a human being. I do have emotions, and I do have my flesh side. But, but even as I position myself um, take time to spend time with God, I also read God's word daily. That's a key word because God's word is a lamp to your feet. God's word is the ultimate map. And so even if you're not looking for direction, you read God's word and you're collecting up the vocabulary. You're building up that base to make decisions. And, and you'll be blown away. God will bring scriptures to your to remembrance, uh, to, to make decisions. Of course, you, you read God's word. You, 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 you of course, ask f- friends for prayer. Stay out of emotional. You actually have this. I need to make, will you pray for me? Um, you, of course, seek wise counsel because you do become like the people you spend time with. But, but you need to stay away from making emotional decisions. You need to make wise decisions, led by the Spirit, filled with God's word. Have wise counsel. Those who have wise counsel assure themselves of victory. Um, I, I'm quiet. I I I ask God to speak to me, but but I, I'm I, take, I put their emotions aside. And the cool thing about wise friends is you can be emotional with them. So this is how I feel. I'm so excited. They listen, and and then they they actually, if they love you enough, their friend, they're going to give you some wise counsel. So. Proverbs 16, verse 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Again, we see the direction, the pattern, is if you're going to make wise decisions, it's always God first. Of course, we see even Scripture, uh, seek first the kingdom and everything else will be added. You need to have the faith to say God first. Even if it feels like I'm coming second to put you first. But here's the rule, you'll never come second when you put God first. And, and why would you want to put yourself first when you and I are emotional, we're, phys- we're in our flesh, and God's so faithful to lead us? We need to, if we're making decisions, the first decision we need to decide, we need to put God first. Psalm 37 verse 23, the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. What I love about this is what you need to see is that he says the step, a lot of us are trying to make decisions about the final destination where God wants us to see that He wants to step through this life with us. He wants to guide your steps. You, what it also shows me is that, that every day can be enjoyed. Because you live with destination disease, like one day when. You know, one day when I'll be happy. And one day when, no, no. Today is the day of salvation. Today, your steps can be ordered by the Lord. You can enjoy today. The journey is the blessing. And, and what you need to understand is you and I were made for a person, Jesus, and a place, heaven. Heaven is the destination. There's nothing in this life that's going to fulfill your destination disease. So the only way you fulfill that is to understand that you're on your way to heaven and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with God. And then you let go of asking the temporary to fulfill you, and you realize the temporary is a thing you step through with God. The key thing is to put him first and enjoy the journey. Seek him first. That's why clearly God's a Liverpool supporter, because you'll never walk alone. He'll step. Anyway, you guys didn't get it. That's just the gospel right there. Um, Proverbs 3 verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Acknowledge Him, He'll direct your paths. He, he's faithful. He's, he's inviting you. If you acknowledge me, if you put me first, I'll direct your paths. You might say, I need my, my paths director. I need to fulfill the plan. I need, a, a, I need God's plans for my life. I want to do all this. He's inviting you to this journey. He'll direct your paths. The key to unlocking God's direction is by acknowledging Him in all your ways. So right now, you might not see it, but if you slow down, you might, you, you might see God's faithfulness in the job you have, in the place you're living in, in your relationships. So if you could see God, acknowledge Him and love Him, you can direct your path. But if you can't see God, I get it, you're in a mist. You feel un, you, you're, you're not led by anyone and you're actually... It's probably complaining. She can't see God in it. But but if you see God, I promise you, you'll be grateful. Wow! Look how good God is. Look how He's been. How good He's been to me. Um, what I love is if you can start to acknowledge Him and He'll direct your ways. The Bible says in Psalm sixty five, eleven: You crown your year with your good. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. That's a good path to be down. A lot of us are trying to find our own path. The path of God drips with abundance. I remember getting a job offer. I was young, and this was a it was a two day job, lots of money, and I was in the church leading worship. I was in serving as a youth leader. Just I, I was I was, um, and the job they would have that they offered me would not have honoured God. And if people would have found out about it it would have totally confused them. I reckon it would have distracted people like away from God because they would have questioned, how could you say you serve God and then you do that? I said, sir, I can't do that. They said, can we meet you for breakfast? So they came out, they met me for breakfast and they brought this, this client to, they had put this thing together and they said, see, you fit the ball and blah, 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 can you do it? I said, and they, they said, can like, you remember know, they're willing to pay more? I said, I can't do it. And the guy knew I was a Christian. He's like, it's because of religion, isn't it? Like, like at the, we're like sitting there, and the client says, he's like, ah, oh, religion causes wars. And he says, are you going to go down your little narrow? No, he was ganging at me, like your little narrow road. Oh, I'm a little, like he was, like a little Christian. He was ganging at me. But he never knew that the path I was going down was a path of abundance. The crazy thing is, I wasn't seeing the abundance yet, but I knew. See, the thing is, I could settle for what he could give me. But I knew there was so much more if I could aim my life at what God could give me. And, and, and there's a path. There's a path of abundance. And, and God's abundance drips on that path. And, and I can testify to that, 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 yes, I've said it too many times. When you serve God, it doesn't add up. But, boy, one day it multiplies. <laughs> one day there's a path. Of, and, and if you can just keep acknowledging him, you, you might be tempted um, to just make a quick purchase. Why don't you wait three days and pray about it? <laughs> You'll see how things change, you know? You give into your emotions. I'm just going to buy it, I'm going to feel happier. Then you don't. Anyway, um, or uh, you mean um, you, you, you cut off in traffic, and luckily you've already decided I'm going to pray for everyone. They all go to heaven, whoever cuts me off, you know? Because <laughs> you, you might want to tell them they're number one for the wrong reasons. Anyway, anyway some of you guys get that. I don't do that. But some guys have told me I'm number one for some reason. Anyway, and I'm like, I think she's clearly Liverpool sports. But anyway, some of you guys don't get that joke, which I'm not going to uh, explain it. But, but you need to really <laughs> decide. You have to decide who will you serve today. Who will you and your family serve? Who are you going to honor? Who are you going to acknowledge? Because if once you acknowledge it, you're going to see the blessings. You're going to see his faithfulness. And if you can see his faithfulness now, you, you, need to, you, you actually can acknowledge it. He can do it again. Today's day of salvation. He can guide steps. Who are you going to serve? And I love that, that Abraham prays for a son. And him and his wife, Sarah, they're old. And they're like 100. They have a child. And God says, sacrifice Isaac. And Abraham, with not even questioning it, goes, Okay. He's like God's so faithful to his promises. He'll resurrect Isaac. And yes, God provides a, 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 like a, a, a lamb for the sacrifice just as he's about to kill his son. But, but he, he already had decided that he would do whatever God said. That God's bigger. Um, Ruth, uh, she's her, her, mother, um, her father-in-law dies, her husband dies, her brother-in-law dies, and she still honors her mother-in-law. And she says to her famous scripture at weddings, where you go, I'll go. Your, your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Let God deal with me ever so severely if, you know, if, it, if death isn't the thing that separates us. And, and all of a sudden, she didn't realize that what seemed such a narrow road was a path of abundance. She, she's in the blind light of Christ. She ends up owning a field, marrying Boaz. The abundance in life was crazy. But it's because she... She stayed on the path. She she decided, this is what I'll do. She she made this massive commitment before she even walked into the town. And there's something powerful about deciding before it happens that you'll serve God no matter what. And I promise you, even when the storms come, what can be shaken will be shaken, but what can't be shaken, and your commitment to God won't be shaken, and you'll see His faithfulness. You'll see that you've actually set your life on a path of abundance. And, and he's, he's, um, he's establishing your plans and he's directing your steps. If you could honor him, he, he'll do this. This is what he says in scripture God's not trying to trick you. But of course, you need to go there. You need, you know, if you say, I can, call me to step on the water. He says, Yes, you come. If you put me at first, you'll never get, like I'll, set, I'll direct your steps. And you just have to step out of that boat. Beyond the emotions, temporary desires, the lies of the enemy. What social media says is success. What that business meeting? What do you mean you're not going to take this deal? Oh, you narrow. You know what I mean like, that's well, not going to honour God? Can God go with you into that business deal? No. Okay, I wouldn't do it. Because why would you partner with man when you can partner with God? you have to decide. Of course, um, Daniel and his friends, they could take him to Babylon, they already decide. It says in Daniel 1 verse 8, Daniel resolved not to defile himself with royal food and wine. Uh, he resolved, he already decided not to eat that food before it came to his table. See, the problem is a lot of us have it come to the table and then try to decide. But our flesh is so loud. It's shouting, feed me, Seymour. You know what I mean? Like, you know, give it to me. But, but, but they de- had decided. And, and so if we're going to live and and make wise decisions, the best way to do it is time with God, time in His Word, decide now before it even happens. You know, Paul goes, one thing I'll do. He he committed to God. He goes to jail. He starts writing letters to the church because he decided before jail that he'd serve God. He'd find a way to lift up God's name, to build the church, and, and his life becomes unstoppable. When you decide to serve God no matter what, your life becomes unstoppable. Yes, you might find that, that the enemy brings the shadow of death. It looks like the end of something. But he forgets that, that we've got resurrection power in our life. we got the, you know what I mean? Like you throw some sand on us, we're a seed. You know, we grow. It's unstoppable. The church, like the church is a seed. If the, if the government crushes the church, it's the dumbest thing ever because it scatters the seed. And it caused, you mean like uh, with the spirit inside of us is it's unstoppable it's it's resurrection power if you try to crush us you try to bury us we just actually planted uh, you understand so you'll have that moment where you experience that fear but but you know if you acknowledge God he'll 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 direct your steps he will make those plans sure so when you're looking at decision making in your future God says very little about your future. Yes, we know the plans here, but, but, but the key, that what we learn is God talks about our steps. He almost talks about the moment now. So, so here's, here's the thing. God cares about you and he cares about who you are more than what you do. So this is the key to make wise decision. Number one, who before do. You have to ask yourself, who am I becoming before what am I doing? God is more concerned with who you are becoming than what you are doing. Um, my, I loved sports at school. So try tried to play as much as I could. What's a bit of wisdom to anyone playing lots of sports, study hard. Okay, I, I, I didn't. Like, I should have listened. I, mean, I just played sports. Sat next to any girl who took a lot of notes and asked if I could photocopy a book. Anyway. I've learned from my mistakes later on, having to study after school and figure it all out. But, but if you're in school, make the most of it. Have fun at sports, but hey, study hard. Don't have domkrach, you know, stupid strength. Anyway, but my, my daughters, my daughters, luckily, they got their, their mom, mom's brains. I just Whenever they get good marks, I always say, oh, you're just like your dad. They're like, no, we're like mom. She's a doctor. Anyway, so, um, so but they... They also play sports. So Juliana's been doing some trials, netball. She loves it. She loves the sports. But for me, I wanted to enjoy it and express herself, like have fun. Like I see it. I know when Juliana's having fun. She clicks her fingers and she claps her hands. Even if the other team scores, she runs to the center circle and claps her hands. Like it's quite, I actually can totally pick up when she's just been herself, no matter what happens. Even yesterday, they played a game in Brackenfell, and uh, the team that they were playing is 2-0 up and she was still clicking her fingers, clapping her hands. And I know, hey, this girl's having fun. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I want. So I wanted that for her trial. And I saw her first trial, she made it through, and I, and I, but I could see she wasn't clicking her fingers and clapping her hands. I was like, like this is taking something away from her. So, I th- and I never, and I said to her, Julian, I'll show you the scripture. It says the world of the generous gets larger and larger but the world of the stench gets smaller and smaller I said the trials will make you think it's all about you but I want you to make it all about those other girls you've never met I want their trials to go well I want you to learn their names I want you to hope that they do well I want them to go I'm so glad I was in Juliana's team she was so friendly she made it so easy to play I said God will open up the doors wherever you want to open he'll make your world big if you are others focused and what what I was trying to teach her I was saying who you are it's more important than what you do you know, who are you going to be? I'm going to be a child of God. I'm going to be out of this focus. I'm not going to be self-focused because the self-focus will get smaller and smaller. I want you to be, and just a little lesson I taught her, it's great. She loved the next child. I was watching. We couldn't go in, so we had to watch. And she was talking to her teammates because everybody had played with three different teams. And they have five minutes before you in your team. She's talking, having fun. Every game, she's clicking her fingers, clapping her hands. I was like, she's in the zone. She's having fun but we needed to unlock it. And, and she was losing who she was. In the moment, and I need to remind you who you are. You're a child of God, you're outward looking. You don't have to fight for yourself, God's fighting for you. You are there for other people. Who you're becoming? You becoming is more important than what you're doing. God will settle to do if you would just decide who you're going to be in Christ. Are you going to be a child of God? Are you going to give into the enemy's tactics where you're going to become self focused? Are you going to be others focused? Why? Because you don't need to fight for yourself. God already paid the price for you, fought for you on the cross. You've got so much to give because you've received everything you need. Christ, if you decide who you will be, God will help you do what you need to do. That's one of the best decisions you make. Who are you gonna be? 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 3. God is for you. Sorry, God's will for you is to be holy. God's will for you is to be holy, set apart. You I'm saying perfect. But I'm imperfect, but I really want to do His will. It's like there's this whole devotion inside of me. It's, I'm fully devoted to Him. I'm imperfect but I want to do that's my desire and so so I'm, I'm, and when when I do make mistakes because of the Holy Spirit I feel conviction. I run back to Him. I'm, I'm devoted to Him and God wants us to be holy, set apart for Him. Run to Him. See you might say no Andre God's will for your life is to be a pastor. That's the secondary thing. That's the outworking. That's the do. No God's will for my life is to be His child we set apart for him to give him glory that's God's will for my life because I could be a pastor who's abusive to my wife <laughs> so not God's will for my life I could be a, a, a pastor who doesn't pay my bills that's not God's worth my life you understand it's like it's God's will for my life is who I am not what I'm doing the secondary thing is what I'm doing by God's grace I step into those moments and do what he wants me to do but the most important thing is who am I going to be I'm going to be a child of God. So whether you marry this person or wait, be faithful to God. Whether you stay in a job or take another one, be faithful to God. Whether um, you do this study, this degree or that, be faithful to God. Wherever you find yourself, who are you going to be? I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to do it unto Him. I'm going to give Him glory. If you are becoming the right who, you will choose the right do. It's gonna, you, you're gonna find the ability to discern. It's just who you. It's who you are. You're a child of God, led by the Spirit of God. I'm a child of God. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna be led by the Spirit. Uh, second thing is, why before what? Motives matter. Proverbs 16, verse 2. You think everything you do is right, but the Lord judges your motives. You know, even when they came to David's Jesse's house to choose a king, they cho- he brought the best, the best-looking sons tallest. And Samuel's like, the king's not here. Have you got any other sons? They're like, no, just David He's in the field. Okay, call David. This guy must be. David comes. The anointing oil, the anointing oil breaks over his head. It's confirmed. God is always looking at the heart. You judging on the outside, but God's always looking at the heart. You might be giving it to social media. You might look like everything's right, your marriage and maybe even work. But God is looking at your heart. You need to have a search my heart moment because God is saying the why, um, the motive is more important than the what. And if you can decide to always question and check your why, is it solid. Um, why am I buying this car? Um, because I need transport or to make a statement that I can drive a car even though you can't afford it? Why are you buying it? Impress people? Uh, why am I putting this photo on social media to honor Christ or to draw attention to myself? Check your why. Why am I doing this to so that people like me more, or to please God? You need to why before the what. If you would sort that out. I promise you, you're going to start to make some great decisions. Your life's going to go in a way um, that you'll be blown away by. The road of the wise is not an incline. The road of the Lord drips with abundance. Colossians 3 verse 17, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give me thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do, do it to His glory. God's will is who before do, why before what? Who before do? Why before what? I'm close your eyes. I don't know if you are in a place where you haven't been living for God. Maybe your motives have been wrong. And you need to actually get back to a place where you're living for Him. When you ask Him to be your Saviour and your Lord, not only are you asking Him to forgive you of your sins, which the Bible says, if you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. You also ask Him to be Lord of your life. What does that look like? To be Lord of your life means He's first. If God's not first in your life, it means He's not Lord of your life. If He's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. God's never come second, third or fourth. He's only ever come first. And if He's going to save you and be the Lord of your life, it means He's first in your life. And He's forgiven you of your sins. Maybe you've asked Him to forgive you of your sins, but He actually isn't Lord of your life anymore. And this morning, why don't you put Him back in His rightful place? First, for some of you, ask Him to forgive you of your sins, confess you a sinner. He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. For some of you, calling on the name of the Lord. The Bible says those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm going to quickly pray. If that's you, all I'm going to ask you to do is, if you want me to include you in a prayer, where I'll ask you to repeat after me give your life to Jesus ask Him to be Lord if that's you give me a wave quickly just say that's me with every eye closed I respect God bless you anyone else God bless you anyone else just put your, give me a wave say that's me Andrew. I need to be included in that prayer I need to give my life to Jesus I've drifted away from God He's not Lord of my life He's not first in my life I need to put Him in His rightful place um, I want to give my life to Him God bless you anyone else say that's me God bless you anyone else God bless you thank you Jesus Let's pray together. Jesus, I call on Your name. Please save me. I confess that I'm a sinner. Thank You that You're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. First place. Thank You for saving me and for leading me. Amen. I want us to thank Jesus in this place. Thank You, God. For everything you've done for us. Can I ask everyone to look on, on the right there? There's Yaku. He supports Liverpool, clearly a man of God. Actually, don't even know who you support, Yaku, but anyway. So, um, through those doors, we've got men and women, counselors. If you gave your life to Jesus, we'd love to pray with you. We always tell you your next steps, just telling somebody else. I responded to the gospel, I made a recommitment. So, make your way there. Um, and you can go there with a friend or family member. You can bring people. If you need prayer anyway, You can also make your way there as well. Then um, at the end of the service, the Red Banner, if you'd like to know more about view groups or get connected to one, please go to the Red Banner. That's the key place. And just so you know, anyone who's recently given their life to Jesus, we run a view group at the church on Wednesday. 6 6.30. It's called Following Jesus. You could jump in on any week. It's an eight-week program. You could jump in on any week and join the group and can get your foundations um, sorted, understanding how to follow Jesus. So that happens um, yeah, this Wednesday. And Remember, if you want your child dedicated, go to the red uh, banner or fill in a, a card or you can go online. Have an awesome Sunday. God bless you guys.